0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.
2: Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast Breakfast Edition before the Calcutta Cup. It is 7.30 in the morning, lads. How are we feeling? I'm struggling. I'm really I'm, I'm really tired. Matt? I'm alright, actually. You feeling I'm, good? I ready had ready for the
1: day. breakfast before we came here. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I got here early. It was an absolute dream. Haven't had one in a while. What oh, would uh, you have? Sausage, McMuffin and hash browns. Ooh. A little coffee. Ooh. With a big, large Diet Coke. <laughs> 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 H-8-3> H-8-3> t- <laughs> t- it is an option I was yeah, quite surprised yeah. I was of the meal deal.
2: <laughs> Well that is the perfect breakfast To get yourself ready For the squad announcement Which um, we're going to miss again But we already know the team So that's in about Five hours time This I think is we, this we, Thursday we morning
0: think We're 99% sure We know the team
2: I've got three sources Telling me the yeah. team Chucking at you We've got I, three I think we just trust The secret source as well The super secret source Has never led us Unblemished track record Exactly yeah
0: It's kind of got The peak super Source and then there's kind of like two sort of like minor sources coming in, Cor- corroborating, Cor- corroborating, Cor- corroborating. Cor- corroborating, and we've then lots of nonsense yeah, been, in between.
1: We've been digging for the sources and they're they're they're, <laughs> they're excellently hidden. <laughs> yeah, like absolutely bizarre. So
2: yeah. yeah, it's 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 very very good. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go and chat a little bit about the Ireland game last weekend and of course look ahead to the Calcutta Cup on Saturday afternoon as ever you're speaking to us on twitter at thistle rugby pod on instagram thistle understroke rugby understroke pod and there was a few folk bringing their emotions to the mailbag this week the thistle rugby at gmail.com but first things first there have been a few bits um, of news um, on the Scottish Rugby Parish Notice Board, let's have a look. Sean Wayne, high performance coach, if you believe it, has left the SRU to go and become England Rugby League head coach. Matt, list me Sean Wayne's top three achievements at the SRU.
1: Uh, he was hired. Getting hired was good he for got him. Got the yeah. job. Um, he had a write-up in BBC Sport once, I think. Did he? Maybe. Might have done. Uh, and then he left. I what? mean that's genuinely the only things I can think of that have his name to them. Project Zeus. Project <laughs> <It is. laughs> I mean I think it's quite clear
2: even even like the sort of like quite seasoned Scottish rugby hacks were all like, I've never seen him at Murrayfield, I don't know what he does. I think the point is if he has done stuff, then the
0: SOU have done a terrible job of communicating what he's done. Yeah.
1: the SOU... which isn't beyond the realms of yeah, possibility. No. But the SOU loves spinning sort of any tiny bit of positive news in their favour. And the fact they haven't managed to find anything on Sean Wayne. I have a
2: theory. What's that? You know how at Saracens, like the players' wives get paid money? Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. I reckon Sean Wayne is another bit of Mark Dodson's wage. Oh, really? They're just like, <laughs> split it. they're spreading it out. I think Dodson's like, had to divert more of his cash to Sean Wayne. <laughs> yeah. But then, I mean, talk about, you know, failing upwards. If,
0: if that, if we don't think he's done partic- that much, like England rugby league coach.
2: Pretty big gig, right? Is there a better place to fail upwards? Look at Scott Johnson.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, know that true. is true. There you go. It Seems an odd one. I mean, I, I actually think increasingly being like the England Rugby League head coach isn't that big a deal because I, rugby league internationally is not as good as the club game.
0: I agree. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think the in the Super League. I sort of remember from like fifteen years ago when you had like Brian Noble as coach. That was kind of like yeah, peak, that was like peak. Yeah, like Sean Long and league. like pharaoh and
1: peacock exactly
2: and stuff. Um, but i mean for him he's like an absolute Wigan ultra like being england it, rugby it makes a lot more sense is a massive job for him yeah um so good luck sean we hardly knew ye. um edinburgh have made a short-term loan signing from exeter young chap called stan south i believe outstanding hmm oh outstanding is that the edinburgh pun they already machine? made that pun
1: don't yeah. know anything about him, but I think that um, Murray Douglas has gone back to Super Rugby now. His wounds yeah. over, so.
0: Yeah. And then I think, so. What, is he back to Brumbies? I think so. And then, I think Hamilton Burr's in like the wider Hurricane squad. Yeah, uh, I've seen yeah. that. Yeah, he is. Yeah. After
1: playing very well for Waikato. I mean, I, I get like replacing someone and having the cover, but would, would it not have been a really good chance to say, you know, we've had half of the Super 6 season gone, who are the standouts, you know, playing in that yeah. tournament? Yeah. a that, cheaper option as well. someone like
0: Hodgson has been playing Super 6 most a lot of yeah. the year. So. I mean, I
1: think he's still on Edinburgh's books as like yeah, He, a, yeah. A he, played, he got a lot of caps last year. Yeah. It just seems that there must be other players in that I, I guess you you really player got, pool. Even Hodgson, with Carmichael, Fraser uh, McKenzie, McKenzie. Uh, yeah. Gilchrist, yeah. Sam Thompson, I think can play in the row as well. So yeah,
0: you know, like, there is enough people there.
1: Kunavulu is a. Is he second row or is he a six? I'm kind of thinking he sounds like he might be a disaster. He's been playing a lot of Super Six. A lot <laughs> of Super Six. So is that guy, D- Dakoto, the, the hooker, that yeah. Glasgow signed. Yeah. Playing like Jasper Baramir. Yeah. The
2: guy that came through, who's the second tier of Aussie rugby, wasn't he? With third?
1: Uh, no, that's the uh, Jally something. Oh, yeah. Who hasn't been seen, I don't think. Not even in Super Six. Yeah. Or he might have played for Stelling County, actually. Anyway, well,
0: stand south, comes north. But literally, I don't, I don't think anyone knows, no, no, anything about him. So,
2: but you know, let's see, let's see. And uh, Charlie Shield signed a new contract with Edinburgh this week. We were talking at the weekend, Matt, that we thought Charlie Shield is somebody that we want to see coming through for uh, Scotland. How bad the stag was that you were chatting about.
0: <laughs> How much you want to see Charlie Shield come through. Mate, we're grasp
1: yeah, any we were grasping straw, we
2: The strangest stag weekend on the outskirts of Bordeaux,
1: <laughs> where we ended up watching the game in literally a bookies. Nice. Yes they they looked really surprised to see any people there. They were basically getting like a month's takings. <laughs> yeah. They were sort of like illegally streaming stuff onto this big TV. Yeah, they, stuff, were, they, they were streaming
2: it. So eventually the TV there was no canal please. Their, yeah. Eventually their TV like lost, couldn't keep pace with the game so we were just streaming it on 4G on my phone. I've used they're, up all my data for the month. Yeah, they were very,
1: very apologetic to be fair.
2: Yeah, they were. And you know, Little pints of Heineken, lovely.
1: Yeah, what a wonderful time. To be it was like. a lovely,
2: lovely time. I suppose the only other bit of news is Finn Russell not included in the Scotland uh, squad again. Remains in exile, keeping his head down a little bit. Though we haven't seen him much on social media or anything like that. A um, little bit of chat is that there is a line of communication open between Gregor and Finn, but no involvement in the Calcutta Cup and it was it was relatively vague kind of what level and type of communication it well, is as well like i think it was telling that it was steve tandy was the yeah. was delivering the message that there was a line
1: of communication
2: but he didn't really know anything about it yeah
1: i think the, when it was within the context of sort of like the Ireland debrief rather than a sort of specific could just be finn question.
2: sending like pictures of himself to gregor like swearing at the camera <laughs> technically a dialogue that
0: is a dialogue but i was say the fact there's lines of communication that doesn't even mean they're sending messages that just means gregor's got finn's number that's, yes that's yeah it's that, open it's there the, the, the channel line, is open. the channel is, open. is online on whatsapp but there's been a few kind of like little things floating around. I don't know if you saw Simon Zebo reposted this uh, Instagram video. <laughs> yeah. Which is <laughs> pretty funny. Finn Russell's face on John Cena. Yeah. yeah John Cena <laughs> arriving at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> and then was it Tune on um, Triple H?
2: Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> well, there was, there's that and then Gregor Townsend two nights ago retweeting J- a message from Jade Conkle saying that like, there's only two settings, committed or not. Yeah. Yes. And it's like the first bit of activity for Gregor Townsend in ages. He's just like, I'm going to do this yeah
1: (laughs) i i would like to give him the benefit of the doubt and think it was just he saw something and in that moment retweeted but if not i mean it just adds to like how pathetic this whole thing's been
2: well i think yeah i if gregor Townsend doesn't know what he's doing or at least the connotations that people might draw from doing that he is very thick like it's been the biggest story (laughs) of his like rugby career yeah and he's right in the heat of it. He's just like, I'll just go check in on Twitter. What could I do?
0: Yeah. The, uh, it was interesting. I know Tom English appears to obviously be quite well in with the camp and he did tweet something which was, Finn Russell isn't coming back until he apologises and I don't think he's in the mood to apologise. Right. Well, what was it? Super Secret God.
2: Source said that Finn had said he can't think of anything worse than coming back to the Scotland camp? Yeah. That was true. So We still don't
1: know exactly what's going on, but it doesn't sound good.
2: It doesn't sound great, but hope for the middle two-week period of the Six Nations. I think even if Finn had apologised, I do think bringing him back would have been really, really disruptive ahead of this Calcutta Cup game. Particularly Um,
1: after, I reckon, there's a pretty good feeling in the camp out shit. I think
2: a good performance. I think it would undermine Adam Hastings after a decent shift Mm. uh, in Dublin on Saturday as Mm. well. So should we head straight in to talk about um, the Ireland game? Yes. Um, obviously, Scotland going down in the end, Nineteen twelve Penalties from Hastings, all of the points. And uh, that man, Johnny Sexton, with all the points for Ireland. General feeling to start off this conversation. A pretty decent day at the office, but ultimately extremely frustrating that we couldn't get it over the line.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I think it's quite interesting, like John Barkley was saying, like... I think that they find nothing worse than being called the valiant loser. Mm. And whilst Scotland did play well, especially in patches, again, they are the valiant loser. And obviously it was a better performance than they had against Japan and Ireland in in the World Cup. But ultimately this team, I imagine, would rather play shit and win than play well and lose. And so ultimately, I know it does matter, but I think it's it's just frustration again mm. is the main kind of feeling because the game was definitely there to be won. I think maybe we disagree a little bit. I, I thought Scotland were the, marginally the better team overall on the day. I think there were some key areas where Scotland, both underperformed and Ireland, were better than Scotland that kind of just changed the tide a little bit. What,
1: well, you think Ireland were the better team? No, I think Scotland were marginally the better team. Mm. It was... It- in many ways, it was a pretty scrappy game. Like, uh, you know, apart from maybe that first, like, five minutes and then in, in lead up to Ireland's try, I don't think either team managed to sort of exert, like, any particular control yeah. on it. And it was a pretty sort of topsy turvy, like, seesaw. So it's it's kind of hard to. Um, yeah. But, but I think the, the difference was that when Ireland had chances, they executed on, on pretty much every single one. Like, yes. I think Sexton missed one kick, but. Apart from that, like when they got into the 22 or in the, the sort of scoring area, they came away with points. So on that level, I'd say they played better. I think the, the, the major positive is that unlike in the World Cup and unlike in the Six Nations in the past few seasons, in away matches, it was like far closer than it has been. Yes. And I think the fact that Scotland fronted up physically and were in the contest the whole time and didn't make life easy for their opponents was like a pretty big swing from the last two seasons i think that you say that scot scotland front five probably outplayed the ireland front five yeah and you know that's an ireland front five that's like sort of beaten new zealand twice in recent years and it, and is sort of being consistently excellent interesting that is it josh van de Leo? came out and said
0: and obviously there's like a recency bias with this right but he did say that he thought it was one of the hardest it was yeah. the hardest game he's played for Ireland I think
1: Ireland. Omani said a similar thing that it was like an absolute like battlefield yeah.
0: out there and you know again you've got one i mean Van der Fleur started against the All Blacks when they won when they mm. won in um, in Ireland and obviously Omani's played like Lions,
2: right yeah um have you got the stats from the from entries Kev- into the 22? Yeah, from Kevin Miller. Let me just get these up. So I think Scotland made 11 entries into the... Oh, this um is actually too upsetting. Well, I guess <laughs> get context, I think. Here it is. is: eleven. They made 11, 11 entries to the Ireland 22, and the outcomes were as follows. One, ruck penalty conceded. Two, penalty scored. Three points. Three, knock on. Four, ruck penalty conceded. Five, ruck turnover conceded. Six, ruck penalty conceded. Seven, interception. Eight, chip kick not recovered. Nine, ball dropped over the line. Ten, ruck penalty conceded. Eleven, knock on. (laughs) So, and for comparison, Ireland's entries into the Scotland 22. One, try scored seven points. Two, penalty conceded. Three, interception. Four, penalty scored. Five, penalty scored. Uh, six mall turnover conceded. So obviously not that, still not amazing, but they're converting time into points. and That's Kevin Seven, Miller so. at top of the moon. Uh, thanks for those. So do you think that issue to convert, because as
0: you said, we, we were able to make yards, mm. you know, between kind of the 22 and the 22. Yeah. We were able to make yards. Do you think that was a game management issue that once you got to the 22, Price and Hastings weren't managing the game correctly? Or do you think it was a, f- a kind of full team issue?
1: Um, I, th- I think it's a bit of both. I think that there were a few moments when you could see Hastings was screaming for the ball yeah. to, to come from Price when they'd, yeah. you know, they'd done a few pick and goes, sucked in some defenders. But then it was kept in in tight. Um, I mean, it, it did feel as if Scotland were sort of like banging their heads against a brick wall. But I kind of feel that when you're in the 22 and that close, it's not actually the worst tactic it's it's just the no the execution wasn't wasn't great and particularly the breakdown were sort of going in in single singles yeah. rather than ones rather than twos or threes yeah and i think that's the the two issues on execution one is
0: just getting isolated at rock time because mm. there was a couple of times where i think it was Van der Fleer and Sander got the turnovers where literally the moment the player had picked up the ball you were like you knew that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It was yeah. probably going to be a turnover yeah. because they'd already gone without someone, and the rest of forwards weren't aware of what was happening. And then also, if you look at how damaging like Scott Cummings and even someone like Roy Sutherland can be when they're coming from depth and coming on the ball at pace, mm. and I just think the forwards, I know picking goals is not really the same thing, but when they're kind of off the side of a rock, they're standing very flat and very yeah. close, yeah, and just Ireland can just kind of deal
1: with that. Yeah, I yeah. suppose they don't have that sort of bulk yeah um uh, yeah i i mean i think as well the, the referee didn't really help but when you go back and look at those penalties like probably most of them were i think most of them fair were enough
2: i think a little bit of inconsistency around um offsides at ruck time and things like that particularly when they were right on that five meter line and you see um that one that Benke was posting yeah. um where the guy's told to get on site and then just... Did it. Bundyaki, isn't it? Yeah. And he just doesn't. And that, that's quite frustrating, particularly in those sort of real red zone mm-hmm. moments. But I don't, I don't think Scotland can really blame the referee for no. the grand scheme of the performance. Should we talk a little bit about... Well, actually, first, I've got a few three-word reviews, which we did on Twitter, some quite funny ones. Um, Craig Taylor, a lot of po- positives. Jonathan Sharp, same old stuff. Bob Carmi, Nick Fucking Haining, this is three-word review. Bruce McConaughey, same old shite. Fraser Matheson, better but shite. Um, <laughs> Ian, Ian Wallace, coulda shoulda woulda. And Dermot Gormley, nearly good enough. And how about this one? Richard Gray, not that one. Just fall over. So, should we talk about the hog
1: drop over the line? So, one in a million freak, surely. I mean, he will have never done that before in his career, and will never do it again. Yeah, it just happens. It feels like it, if that's going to happen to any international team, it's going to be Scotland. There is a curse. Yeah. Murrayfield has been built on an ancient Indian burial ground. <laughs> <laughs> There's Cur- something in the water. We're not allowed
2: any joy. No. Like, once every twenty years, we're allowed a little bit of joy, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. Things are only really going to get worse as well. We've, we've put the first
0: spade in on um, the new mini yeah. Murrayfield. Yeah. yeah. They, the Indians are sour. <laughs> yeah, they're really upset. That was their one it? bit
1: of remaining land in Scotland. It's like a bit of a small stadium on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought actually John Barkley put it a good way that it didn't cost the team seven points. It cost them like four, maybe even two. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I do think that that is a good way of looking at it particularly if you're speaking to stuart hogg after the event well yeah i think in reality that try goes over it's 13 all 20 the, minutes yes. 20 minutes to go you talk about yeah. momentum shifting hugely
1: i think we were saying beforehand that if if you can build a lead against a team like Ireland, they're not used to chasing a game yeah they're very good at closing out games and they're pretty clinical um yeah as I said, I don't think he'll ever do it yeah. again, and he'll know if he gets the opportunity that he'll. I think we should, it'll just flop over the line. And I think with Stuart Hogg, like that sort of thing, just spurs him on rather than yeah. something that will like make him go back. Get into money on show.
2: Hoggy for a brace this weekend. Yeah. And
1: I, I felt if we sort of, talk, I thought Stuart Hogg played very well overall. I thought he had an and a, and one it's, of it's his better games in a while. Um, I don't know the impact of his captaincy, but I think in terms of the. The, the, the fronting up and like the the passion, which Rory Lawson talks about this week, is like the minimum standard. W- was there? Maybe he was driving it. The, the the only thing I would say is going back to referee that it seems as if there were like a few moments where they needed a bit more clarity, or um, yeah, there were things that maybe could have even been referred to the TMO. Like maybe marginal, but there's a, there's a carry James Ryan running into I think it's Hamish Watson. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. elbow right in the face. I don't know, maybe if you've got someone closer to it like Barkley, for example, who has been captain, you you have a word. And even
0: when I think, um, do you think that's a re- do you think that would be a red card if they reviewed it?
1: Maybe a yellow. I think maybe a yellow red? Like I I don't think it should be a red, but I can yes. see how it could end And up. as a Scotland fan, I don't care. Yeah. I want to say a red. <laughs> and then even when um when Sam Johnson gave away that absolute dumb play penalty off the yeah. kick. Uh, but then H- Haston catches it. And gets absolutely got, filled calls in. The mark, gets absolutely smashed way late. And I think that if you'd said to Mathieu Reynal, who I, I couldn't stand by the end of it. I fucking him. But if you said to him, like, can you have a look at that, please? You Potentially reversing the penalty. Yeah, yeah. And and maybe because Hogg's removed, there isn't experience enough to sort of come yeah. and have a word. You may have missed that. Yeah, I think, that's, I
2: think that's fair. Do you want to talk a little bit about positives, and then we can look ahead to one England? thing I want to say about Hog is
0: because because obviously Botti did that kick at the weekend. Yeah, where's like the proper big Hog spiral gone? He might try it this week. He need, like he's doing a few kicks, but I want you remember like the old Hog like yeah, seventy yeah, eight yeah, meter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done one for extra this year. But yeah, against La Rochelle. He's just, hasn't, he just not ridiculous. really connecting with them mm. yet yeah, because he had one where it kind of like dribbled a little didn't go too far. And just seeing the body kick of the weekend, I was like, I missed that, man. <laughs> <laughs> positives.
2: Uh, yeah. positives yeah. <laughs> well, positives, I think the two big positional talking points last week Rory Sutherland coming in and Nick Haining. Both, I mean, Rory Sutherland in particular had a phenomenal game, I thought. I thought Nick Haining was excellent for the first. 40 to 50 mm. minutes and then maybe tailed off a little bit but N- Nick Gaining put everything
0: out there in the first 40 yeah literally yeah he was, a, he was amazing 10 years of professional rugby playing <laughs> winger for Western Force yeah like he's he, and fair he, enough yeah and then yeah Rory Sutherland I mean Had where the hell that come from
1: the Scrum was I Scrum was unbelievably solid yeah, he was good in the loose. Ferguson was very good. Sander oh, Ferguson was, overall well. was great. I thought Fraser I,
2: Brown had a good game as well. A little bit ropey
1: arrows yeah. as ever. <laughs> I think Heining is it's a tricky one because I think he did like a really good job as like an overall forward, but mm-hmm. it was almost like he was playing as a another flanker. Like I think that car- he did a few carriers carries, but that carrying game which he was presumably brought in for, I don't think came to the fore. I Maybe mean, it was just the nature of the game. No, no I think so you're that, right. So that's why I think that, I think people are getting a bit angry about hitting, you know, probably going to be dropped this week for Bradbury. Yeah. But, I think overall, like, Bradbury is a better carrier.
0: And it's, yeah, so it's, it's not reflective of performance. It's reflective
2: of the balance that's needed. Yeah, exactly. I also think it's reflective of where the squad is in Townsend's mind. I think if you read, read all the announcements and things when the team was put out last week, they went pretty much out of their way to say Bradbury would have been starting yeah. had he not picked up this mm, Yeah, Because it was like, Nick Haining makes his debut sort of immediately afterwards. You know, Magnus Bradbury misses out with the thigh strength. Yeah, They don't do that if it was going to be the other way around. So I think it's not a surprise to see Bradbury coming mm-hmm. in for a number of reasons and I think what it has proven is that you get Bradbury out there for 60 minutes doing what he does and yeah. then you get if you can get 20 minutes of peak Nick Haining off the bench mm. Mm. that's a that's actually a, a really great um, a great option for Wisconsin which is to nice
1: that, although he's only played once like um, it's a small sample like to, to be able to have another guy who's maybe you know second, third behind something yeah, yeah, like yeah, Bradbury competing with Ferguson it's really good I guess the problem
2: with it all is it's really strange is that he's going to go back to Edinburgh and still be like third choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same with like Rory Sutherland. Like he's going to go back yeah, and, and just be like,
1: on, be on the bench. Not, not interested in game time, lads. <laughs> yeah. But maybe he just need. maybe he doesn't need it though. Maybe he just needs to rotate, have a bit of game time occasionally. And um, I thought one, one of the rewatched first half last night and our attack in the first five, sort of 10 minutes was like absolutely outstanding. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
1: Um, really well. The the tight 5 forwards are carrying. Offloading as well. Even yeah. Johnny Gray didn't offload. Johnny Gray did a really nice offload. Um, Lots com- of, um, Cummings yeah, looked really, I really think, good uh, overall. Coming on, as you were saying, coming to the ball on, on pace. I think Cummings um, and
2: Gray is a really good second row partnership. Yeah. They're nice foils for one another offering slightly different things.
1: And it just seems as if sort of that fastest branded rugby or whatever you want to call it was, was, they were at least trying to go for it and there, there were like a, a lot of offloads um, Totally. keeping the ball alive and for and as a result it wasn't just aimless and as a result Ireland were a bit all over the shop 6s and 7s yeah. in defence it just it just fell apart at the breakdown I, I think one
2: area which we did talk about again on this amazing stag do was that <laughs> lack of sort of strike plays in key moments where we've got yeah. lineouts or scrums in the 22 Yeah or in great attacking positions. And it seemed on Saturday, it was sort of Sam Johnson was just
1: like trucking it up. There was there was two instances. There was one where Scrum in the 22, and you have sort of got like Kinghorn coming in from behind. Um, you, you've got Maitland as well. It seems to be an option. You've got Jones there, Hogg. And you're like, right, okay. Put one of these guys in a one-on-one or put them in a, in a gap. Yeah. And they did a straight ball to Johnson and he carried it into the defense. Another time, Scrum on about maybe in between the halfway and the 10 in the Ireland half got all these players lined up looks if something's going to happen straight out the guts and I get that you have to sort of form yeah, a platform you but play, yeah. you know you've got these amazing like that back line has got amazing strike players in it sort of it feels like Scotland needs yeah. to get them involved a bit more I guess I wouldn't
0: have minded it if it felt like it was kind of you know a two like a three or four phase almost like strike plan like. yeah so you've got Sam because jo- I don't mind Sam Johnson hitting up there because but then it's kind of like right. What's maybe it's then a pot of forwards come around and then you hit a strike move on the blind side or something like that. Yeah. But nothing like that really ever seemed to kind of mm. come to fruition. Yeah. Um, thoughts on Sam Johnson's performance? I know I was sandbagging him a little bit pre. I know you were. I, was- I-, I thought apart from the penalty he gave away, he was very good. Do you know what I think when he r- he's running, it kind of looks like he's running through mud. Well, when he made that interception, he made
2: that interception I, I interception. was like, "Oh, we're on," and then so, I was yeah. like, "Oh, actually." He's not very quick. Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> Something about the long sleeve shirt he wears under his top that I think looks really weird. Yeah, <laughs> slowing him down as well. I, well, maybe. I don't think he does it. He doesn't wear one for Glasgow. I don't think. I think he does. Does he? What color?
0: White. <laughs> Take word for it. Yeah. Anyway, well, then you kind of obviously had him and him and Hugh Jones. Jones kind of get a bit of stick for missing tackles.
2: There was one... There was the one on Jordan Lama. One. one Jordan Lama where he got done on the outside. And you think he just could have looked like he at least chuck a bit of body in the way of that. Yeah. I'm not saying it's easy to tackle Jordan Lama because I I imagine it's very difficult. But he wasn't very far away from him when he went round him. Mm. Yeah.
1: I feel there were glimpses of Jones, though. I yeah, I to, actually thought to he had a keep decent him game. When
2: he got intercepted by Lama,
0: that was actually a really nice piece of play. Yeah. And I actually think it was the right percentage I, I agree. to do. Like Obviously, it got intercepted by Llama. It's not the right outcome. But Llama is like half a foot back or just doesn't react quick enough. That is try time. Yeah,
1: exactly. So
0: I think I... And yeah, there was a few other moments like that where Jones was just either just getting on the outside or just managing to kind of get an offload away mm. and actually really, really sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think potentially, have been even just a slightly more open game, you
1: would have seen him doing a lot more. Yeah. Do you think we would have won the game had Finn Russell been playing? I'm not sure we lost it because Finn
2: wasn't playing. Mm. But if you think about what can Finn do and unlock stuff in that five meter channel, like the five meters when we're just banging down the door, has he got more X facts than Adam Hastings to potentially unlock something? Yes, but that I guess that's such a hypothetical that I don't feel that um, mm. I don't feel so much that ye- I can say yes. Well, I guess it's interesting you
0: talk about that moment when Adam Hastings is shouting at Price and the forwards to give him the ball because he thinks he's on. And they decide obviously not to. Yeah. Would that have happened if Finn was playing? Right, exactly. Would Price have chucked it to Finn, yeah. Definitely. Um, it's interesting because I think you're right, like not converting – those chances in the 22 is the reason they lost the game mm. had enough chances to get more than 19 points yeah i think finn russell potentially makes it it's not black and white is it so finn russell probably makes it potentially more likely that you convert those chances
1: yeah i i think there's just a sort of broader point of like his experience in that sort of match yeah it just seemed like a few points that scotland sort of lost their head slightly like the Sam Johnson penalty, for instance. I'm not saying that Finn could have, you know, prevented that, but I think he, he if he was there, he he might have sort of um, exerted a bit more calm over the group. Yeah, I think I so. I mean, when like when Ali Price did that like, aimless say, box kick, that, was, that I just, was I don't, I don't. Know, I just can't see him doing that if you got Finn. I mean, it's, so, it's yeah,
2: it's so difficult to just think. What did Ali Price see in that moment where he thought mm. somebody's charging in to chuck it over the back? Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. a deeply frustrating <laughs> moment in the tobacco, yeah, in, in the tobacco in Bordeaux, <laughs> <laughs> outside of Bordeaux. I think just immediately bought a pack of Marlboro Reds. That's when that's when we that's For when, when Lawrence, we turned
1: the locals again. against us. <laughs> We did smash a pint glass in our excitement. We did smash a pint what? glass. What? Yeah. It was, was it Robbie or you? Uh, Robbie. You, yeah. like, banged the table and his pint glass fell and smashed
0: Why do you love pissing off French, French people? <laughs> did it in Toulon as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, should we look ahead to the Calcutta Cup game Saturday afternoon? Just uh,
0: one quick thing. Go on, then. Potentially, um, I guess, just looking at Steve Tandy and Pieter de Villiers. Mm. I mean, talk about someone coming in, focusing on the scrum completely for two or three weeks and it's got oh, to be, revolutionizing it got to be the best kind of <laughs> squad
2: yeah um, i think there was a couple of opportunities where we should have had penalties when the scrum was mm. marching forward and i guess they managed to get it to the number eight's feet quick enough but yeah uh, i thought there was a couple of moments where we could have had even more from the scrum mm. it's interesting it kind of sounds like peter de Villiers has come in and seen rory
0: sutherland and he's like and he's like guys. That's really, really good. Like, <laughs> He's well, an why, animal. Why, why are you starting Gordy Reid? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand what's going on. Like, this guy will kill Tag Verlon. He plays absolute kills it. Because I always think Roy Sutherland's been pretty, you know, dynamic and in, in the loose. Yeah, he so has been
2: injured for ages.
0: He has been injured for ages, but he hasn't played for what three and a half years for Scotland. Hasn't it been was in the, the summer.
2: Sport? Summer tour 2016, I think, was his last caps. Yeah. yeah. Really? So,
0: like. We've been crying out for a loose end. Like
2: <laughs> To be fair, that's pretty, that correlates pretty nicely with the time we've been doing this podcast. So Roy Sutherland has been missing the whole time yeah, that yeah, we've, yeah. we've been exist- in existence. And then it kind of, I you know, a
0: lot of the feedback on Steve Tandy has been that he's kind of, so even some of it has been like simplifying the defensive structure. Yeah. And if it kind of sounds like people are quite bought into what he's trying to do from a defensive standpoint. I, mean, I thought...
1: I, I don't think Ireland played that well, but apart from Sexton's try, which is I thought a pretty nice play off Healy, they they didn't look like scoring. Yeah. No. And I think they 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 broke down the defense a couple of times, but it was more sort of like Lamer making a sort of individual break rather than a sort of Ireland's attack causing us. And it was a nicely
2: w- nicely worked yes. for the try. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Um, I think what I got. Um, most kick out of the um, the defense was those really individual dominant hits. It felt mm. like for the first time Scotland were playing that when Ireland ran at us, there was times when they were being pushed back. It really felt that there yeah, was a yeah, yeah. lot more aggression mm. in the way in which we were going into those tackles mm. and rather than just making them. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. Which I thought was really, really positive.
0: And I thought mold defense... Yes. Yeah, very really good. really good. Yeah, and it was Jamie Ritchie is very good at like timing that kind of getting in the, the swimming. W- yeah, the swimming kind yeah. of thing and getting in the way. Yeah, and you know historically you would have just assumed that Ireland would have trucked at least one of those moles o- over, mm. and they didn't really seem to have the better of Scotland.
1: No. Yeah, what one thing before we move on to Ireland um, to England? Oh my God, go to work, Johnny Sexton. What do we make of that?
2: I think he made an absolute meal of it. I do think there's some contact to his face or head.
1: The the video that was doing the rounds was selectively edited. Doing the rounds, we put it up. (laughs) Not edited by us. Not edited by us.
2: Um, Not
1: edited by us. It was
2: very selectively edited. And when we put it up, we were like six pints deep in the tobacco, <laughs> and we were like, right, we really want to spread some hate for yeah. Johnny Sexton here, which we reflected upon and didn't think it was quite right. But, um, I were don't we think got I
1: Ireland do... fans coming at us it's like, ah. Oh. Yeah, it Mate, was when yeah, we got Island to like fans savage.
2: when we got to like two thousand likes and like five hundred retweets, and it was just like my phone was just like constant aggression from <laughs> Irish people. I was like, I think I think we can maybe just stop this now. And then even then, they were like, Why did you take that down? Why have you not? Why have <laughs> yeah. we, Why have you not apologized to Johnny? And I was like, Cowboys, Le- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Le- Cowboys. leave leave us alone. Well, yeah, we kept getting called cow- Cowboys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, you you can't tell, can you? Because I suppose. Johnny Sexton could have got like smashed in the jaw, but all he's thinking about at the moment is getting up off the deck or securing the ball. Yeah. And then he sits up and he's like, "Bloody hell, that hurt!" Yeah. But yeah, it, yeah. did you see in the top fourteen of the weekend? Um, Duméru, you know the um, La Rochelle thirteen. Yeah. yeah he um, like was like grabbing on someone in the ruck against Montpellier, and you know you sort of that like, where like people hit hit people's hands off, and it's it's not a punch, just like getting them on the arm, and then he held his face. And the ref had a word with him, and he's had a five-week ban on the back end. Yeah, one thousand euro fine. Really? Yeah, that's that one thousand euro fine's going to hit him hard. Yeah, that's not a touch of size. <laughs> um, so what I'm saying is, Sony Sexton got a five-week ban. Five-week ban, and <laughs> I agree. Ten k fine. That's ten k fine. Yeah, I think exactly. that'd be fine. That's fair. Um,
2: Good. Yeah. Well, the War of the Words has started. It is Calcutta Cup week. Sam Johnson says, we hate England. Lewis Ludlam's <laughs> fired back this morning saying, we hate you too. It's getting very, very childish. Eddie Jones like saying that Scotland are niggly. Niggly. And goody. It
0: kind of reminds me of that guy in Edinburgh Airport who said he hated Iceland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, There's got to be a little like,
2: video meme in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so Scotland, Scotland, England. Um, I think 4:45 on Saturday afternoon. As we understand it, the only change to the Scotland starting fifteen is going to be Magnus Bradbury coming in in place of Nick Haining. Nick Haining dropping to the bench in place of Cornell Dupree. Happy with that?
1: As I said, I I, I am. I don't really have an issue with it, and I, I think across the rest of the team, I wouldn't. I don't think make any changes. Yeah,
0: I mean. There's no, there's absolutely no way you can change any of that front five.
1: No. I think someone said that Bergen's going to come on the bench instead of Nell.
2: Um, which is funny because Bergen was on the bench last week in front of Nell, so... You know, but oh, it right. switched right just before the game. Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so Nell Bergen dropped on, yeah. and Nell came on. I to didn't back. notice that from the tobacco. Were the, the, the tobacco not talking about the it? The tobacco <laughs> were not. The, friend, <laughs> the French pundits were not talking about the last
1: minute switch. Yeah,
0: Bergen has been dropped.
1: <laughs> 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 Which, I, I mean, I suppose it makes sense if you want guys that can play that sort of all action. Yeah, because slowly. I think, as as
2: we said, when the team was announced last week, you. you you either start Nell for his scrummaging or you drop him all the way because yeah, he's not exactly. bringing much off the bench. Particularly as the Scotland scrum's performed so well that maybe that comfort blanket of having Nell thinking he can come on and sold it up, we
1: actually don't need it. Mm. Um, and then England, Anthony Watson's still out. Anthony Watson Charlie, Charlie Ewell's been completely kicked out of the squad. Yeah, savage. Charlie <laughs> is terrible. gone. Manu
2: is yeah. out. L- out. Launchbury back in. Launchbury back, back in, which is first scored very, against us last
1: year. Well,
0: it was interesting because was he? You, Matt, who said, oh, not that worry about Ford, Farrell, Joseph. And then we remembered that that was the 10, 12, 13 that beat us like yeah. 60, Joseph 62, 21. <laughs>
2: Jonathan Joseph like, made absolute mincemeat of Hugh Jones that day. Yeah. It was Hugh Jones and Alex Dunbar, and they just, I yeah. don't know if they weren't talking, but that just seemed the most it. But annoying.
1: then I think it was the same, I actually can't remember what the midfield would have been at Murrayfield two years ago. I think it was Joseph. I think it was...
0: It was was, Joseph. It was definitely Joseph. And obviously it was Jones at 13. Potentially think it might have been Horn at 12? It was. Yeah, no, I'm thinking for Uh, for England rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would have been Ford Farrell, Joseph. Was it?
2: Yeah. England obviously coming off the back of a loss um, to a pretty impressive French team to be honest. Mm. Um, And lots of talk about their lack of Ball carriers, particularly now, Sean of Manu, and obviously we knew Billy wasn't going to be there mm. anyway. Matt oh, but
1: was Ma- back on the squad. Matthew's well. coming back in, yeah.
2: which um, does give them a little bit mm. of that go forward. How are you feeling ahead of Saturday? Do you think Scotland have got a chance?
1: It's it's worryingly the most optimistic I've been before a Calcutta Cup Cal- Cal- Cal match in, in quite a while. Yeah, I mean, I think even before that victory in Murrayfield two years ago, I think we just come off the back of a, was it a Welsh defeat. Yes. I, th- I think so. And did, I remember at the we time... We did lose to Wales
0: horrifically. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah.
1: I remember at the time, I think it was because I remember at the time um, everyone was going on about how poorly Finn Russell's playing yeah. and whether he was a bit, bit of a liability. Um, but I think that off the back of... Scotland coming off the back of that Ireland close defeat, I still think they will be gutted that they lost so narrowly, but pretty optimistic with how they fronted up. To, yeah. to like a physical big Irish team and I also think that I know it's only one game for England and they have just come off the back of the World Cup final but I think they're slightly in trouble I think without Vunapola chucking in curry is a mad experiment and I think that there's been this like realisation in the press this week in particular that if you can front up against England stop them getting over the game line they they can't find a way past you because Owen Farrell's not going to get over the game line. Joseph, if he's not in space, isn't going to exactly get over the game line. Yeah. And then in the pack, granted, I mean, people like Vuna back might make a difference, but I think Scotland should be confident of actually winning this game.
2: All right, Alan, come on, be negative. This is what you do.
0: <laughs> I'm not that positive. I still think you've got to remember that England literally got to the World Cup final. And destroy
2: New Zealand. Yes, I think there's been an amazing sort of that was that was only two games ago for yeah, England, and yeah. now everyone's like Eddie Jones is the worst coach ever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, totally. It's uh, and I think I don't know. It sounds like I can imagine you know post World Cup and then having to get back into the season and kind of get you know emotionally get back up for the Six Nations is is pretty tough. Um, I think Scotland have got a chance. I, I'm, I'm I'm relatively optimistic. I think. We're definitely not favourites, but I think if we can perform how we did this week, this last weekend, we put ourselves in a pretty good position. Cut the penalty count. Cut the penalty count, um, and also it was an interesting point that you know England are away in France and got a six day turnaround for yes. another away game. Yes, yeah, which is actually pretty
1: savage. Two yeah, injured as well.
2: Yeah. Right. It's pretty tough. They, I mean, Eddie Jones has mentioned in his pre-match sort of stuff they might have to tactically change what they do. Do you think they could move, shift Farrell to ten, or do you think they'll stick with the forward Farrell axis? I think they had Slade, maybe, but yeah. they don't have Slade. Yeah,
1: and then you're thinking midfield of what Farrell, Devoto, and Joseph. Yeah, fine. Yeah, that's not that. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. And I don't think that I think Farrell as a playmaker is not good enough to get the best out of. Joseph or Devoto, personally. Yeah. He could probably manage a game better from ten than he can from yep. twelve. I, I actually think they'll stick with 10, 12 and thirteen. Yeah. I think they're pretty pretty much the same team except Funapula will come in.
0: And then do you think they'll keep May Bank Daily?
1: Well, because Watson's injured, I, I don't really see what their other options are. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't mind if they, Bring play, Ollie Thorley if they put and... daily at fullback. Daly's not a fullback. I think he's he's his defence and his high ball work is bristle. He's great in attack. Yeah. And then Ollie Thorley on his debut in like a hostile Calcutta Cup match. I'm not Take fussed, it. I'm not fussed by that person. Yeah, so, marching music on. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> if anyone does have... An like an extra pillar in the away team. If generally. anyone
2: does have band practice this weekend, <laughs> I suggest Friday night outside the um, England team hotel. Damn right. <laughs> let's, if, if, if Eddie wants niggles, let's just mm. niggle. Look, if they're expecting it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think there's there are some uh, Johnny Barker was talking about it, it's calling him, like some easy enough work ons from the week before. Like yep. don't give away stupid penalties. And I think that Scotland were guilty of giving away quite a few. Agreed. It's just an absolute killer. Because I think looking at that England team, you can almost let them have a ball bo- it depends on what happens, but you can almost let them have the ball and not be too fussed and sort of back your defence. Particularly if
2: our defensive shape Sticks and performs as well as it did against Ireland, but they Um, do have. I mean, X Factor players. I think Johnny May conjured two things out of absolutely nowhere to sort of drag England back into the game at the weekend. Like he's very X Factor, but I suppose we've got a couple of those ourselves. So it's um,
1: yeah, and I I think that if we can replicate the the attack that we showed in that first sort of ten minutes, you know, in more stages throughout the game, then I think we've got enough to cause England problems. All right, and so. maybe you know the last time we played them, obviously, was the momentum we think about it was that second half. Maybe that gives Scotland players confidence and plays in the mind of the English players slightly.
2: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Give me a prediction then. Saturday night,
1: <sighs>
2: are you going to be in Fingers Piano Bar on the on the piano, tops off, singing Caledonia?
1: Well, quite possibly because I think Scotland are going to win by oh five. yes,
2: Scotland by five murrayfield standing order fingers barnaps home how good would that be what what an <laughs> afternoon <laughs> alan how you feeling uh think england will
0: win by seven so it's like a
2: solid england win yeah i think it'd
0: be something like i think it'd be a couple of tries 23 16 to england I, could, I think I could see that. I think it'll be equally. relatively close to half time. And then I just think England will just get that little bit, in, a few Farrell penalties. They'll just get a little bit in front. Similar sort of setup where for the last 10 15 minutes, Scotland kind of have chances and just aren't able to convert.
1: All right. Uh, I can't wait for Adam Hastings to pluck an intercept off of him, in Farrell. Oh, I, I
2: lose my mind. I I just love it. I think that's going to happen. I think finally Owen Farrell's chickens are going to come home to roost and he's going to get done for a swinging arm.
1: Man, he got a red.
2: He's been owed. He has been owed at least a yellow for so
0: long. Farrell's going to get done for swinging swimming arm, but then Jamie Rich is going to come in and just fucking tan him in the face (laughs) and get red carded.
2: That is true. An awful lot of interest around who's going to start the fight pre-match now that Ryan Wilson's not involved. Who's your money on? I think Richie, after his performance against Japan in the World Cup, he's got that niggle in him. Like he loves that. Richie and Xander. Richie and Xander, but then I, th- I think Rory I think Sutherland, Sutherland, the enforcer, just coming in. I don't think he'll start it. Th-
1: I th- I think Johnson's actually quite hard as well. Yeah, I think he's like a bit of an Aussie Bogan.
2: Yeah, he's like
0: North Queensland yeah, Aussie Bogan. exactly, hundred percent, exactly. They're hard as fuck.
1: He just sinks after the match. He just sinks a pint of Bundaberg Rum. And it's just like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: But you're right. Like people like Sutherland, Johnson. I even put Brown in this. Like they will get stuck in, but they, they're they not going to, like, give chat, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Whereas I think Xander and Richie, they'll give a bit of chat. Yeah. Up front. Price will give chat and then just, like, you know, like, getting a homer going into the Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, um, What do you think, Dave? What's your prediction?
2: Uh, I think it's going to be extremely close. One score either way. And since we are from Scotland, I think Scotland are going to win. It just feels that... As I said in the group chat I was like all the stars are aligning for Scotland which means we'll lose by like 15 points with a really like yeah, awful no. performance. Oh, yeah. Cuz do you remember I think I haven't felt this confident for the Calcutta Cup since I think it was Stuart Lancaster's first yeah. game as England coach and it was like Charlie Hodgson was starting at 10.
1: It was Charlie Hodgson, Farrell and, and it was such Chad a in the midfield. It was yeah. such a bad we like, England team. how can we lose this team? And we team? would
2: have won it, but um, Hodgson charged down Dan Parks.
1: And then Parks retired from international rugby. Yeah, afterwards. <laughs> it was brutal. That's savage.
2: It was absolutely brutal. But I haven't felt like that things have stacked up in Scotland's favour like this since then. But mm. I often think that when things go Scotland's way, we then find a way of, yes. of losing. Whereas when everyone's like, Scotland are absolutely pumped. Look at yeah. 2000. Like... Even, the, la, even last weekend. Even last weekend. Like, we thought
1: we were going to ship like 30-40. Yeah,
2: I think Scotland find a way when they are the underdogs. But I do think that certainly in the last few years, Scotland players get more up for the Calcutta cut than they do for any other game. And I think if they can add that to what they did against Ireland, Scotland by three points.
0: like it. Yeah. We uh, we didn't release, and I don't think we should until next week. Now the uh, our S R U news. Are we, are we
2: are we doing another tease? Yeah. For another the, uh, well, I think it's, it's oh, yeah. worth
0: doing at the start of the episode. Yeah, we than... need to just keep doing that. Next okay. Week, yeah, we'll so uh,
2: we'll release the S R U tease the, next week. The S R U tease, and it is good. It is, it is good show. So you will have to come that. back then. <laughs> um, we will see you next one, week. One question quiz. All right, Scotland. How many days
0: since England last beat Scotland? It's like one thousand and.
1: 65? It's only 1,006.
2: It's 1,062. Oh. oh. Very good. We're going to add another year onto that this weekend. <laughs> I'll give that so. the cow, Here we go. We'll see you next week. Peace.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership.